one of the phrases you'll see, it's actually in there three times, uh, something, depending on your translation, that says, do not stir up love, do not awaken love until it's ready. And uh, it's an interesting idea, especially found it interesting this time reading through, though, that the context, that who is speaking it, who they're speaking it to, that it's the woman. And, and usually we think this whole thing is a conversation between a man and a woman. But every time that he uses this phrase, it's actually the woman speaking to her friends or speaking to the daughters of Jerusalem. And she's, she's telling them for, for a couple of reasons. One, it's good advice for them. Hey, don't be in a rush. Don't be in a hurry. You, you don't have to settle for something. You can wait and, and hold on to find this true love like this woman has found. She is so in love with this man. And she's telling them to, to wait on that. Don't just rush off and, and marry anybody that will take you. No, don't, don't hurry into those things. And that, that's good advice. That's certainly true. But I, I think there's also a request there from the woman to her friends. And what she's telling them is, hold me accountable. Don't, don't let me get carried away either. Don't let me just do this purely based on this emotion of this moment. You know, I, to, to steal a phrase from Bambi, um, we can get Twitter painted. We, we can get lost in the emotion, especially when a relationship's new, that we can just kind of get carried away in it. And, and even, even later on, we, we make the emotions the basis of our relationship so often. And that can cause us real problems because emotions, as, as God's word tells us, emotions kind of have some, some come and go, some rise and fall to them. They're not always steady. They're not always sure. He wants us to, to put our trust in greater things than simply ourselves and simply our feelings. He wants us to, to build our lives on him, not on us and not on the way we feel about things. You know, Hollywood loves to give us these, these beautiful pictures of two people who are so in love that they need nothing else in the world. And and if we casually read through Song of Solomon, you, you can think that's what it is. Oh, these two people are just so in love, and it's so great, and, and it's nice to have those kinds of feelings with someone else. But the reality is that, that nothing we do is done all alone. That, that nothing we're supposed to do in the Christian life is just done just us or even just us and this one other person. That everything is supposed to have this blanket, this common context of, of community, of family around it. That everything we do is supposed to be part of something bigger than just us. That's why God makes us a family. That's why God builds the church and creates it so that we have people around us to, to hold us accountable, to give us wisdom, to give us guidance so that we can continue to learn, can, can, can continue to grow and get better and better at things, get better at following Jesus and, and become better husbands and wives and fathers and mothers and all these things we can get better at. And we need other people to help us do that. We don't do any of these things on our own. We don't do any of these things in a vacuum. You know, this woman in Song of Solomon, she's asking her friends to help her. Help me not awaken love. Help me not to get carried away with this. Hold me accountable. Give me some guidance. Give me some wisdom. That's good advice for the couple that's just dating. That's new advice for the newlyweds. That's good advice for the couple that's married for 25, 50, 70 years. That we are part of a larger family. We are part of something bigger. It's not just the two of us lost in our own little world. It's great to have those Twitter-pated feelings. But there's something bigger, there's something greater that God has made us a part of. Love you guys. See you soon.